guys, welcome back to the third installment of the Energize Six Nations Rugby Special. Barry, fresh off our trip from Edinburgh, how are you doing? I'm feeling a bit more Scottish, man. It could be the fact we are wearing kilts right now. I'm wearing my finest kilt. One of us is wearing boxers, the other one is not. We'll let you decide who. <laughs> so, Barry, are you recovered? Uh, I'm still feeling a tiny bit dehydrated, but um, I don't know. That was a very, very good trip. I don't think we could have expected much better. Like, Ireland won. We got over there safe and we came home safe. Yeah, it was an absolutely incredible trip. I really enjoyed it. Uh, everything worked out perfectly to plan. Ireland won. We had a good time. Yeah. We came home in one piece. My throat's a bit sore. That's about it from shouting. But uh, it was great. It was great. Um... Yeah, well then we'll just we'll let you know exactly what's going on. Uh, we're going to be discussing Six Nations Rugby Special. And also we're going to put what we did over in Scotland on the show as well. And you probably saw from the photograph with Piero Mahoney, uh we got to meet up with some of the lads as well. So he'll tell you everything on how we got into it. So uh, I think we should start off, Ross, on the Friday. My dad actually picked you up first and then get, got me and then... <laughs> Brought us out to the airport, but yeah. uh, funny enough, if you listen to the last Ruby show, Ross lost his passport, so uh, he travelled over without his passport. So yeah, I travelled over with my driver's license. Uh, as much as I rang with Aer Lingus, I was like, "Yeah, that's no problem." They were like, "No, that's no problem on the phone." I was, and it said it was okay on their website. I was a bit like, maybe the person on the phone didn't really know what they were talking about, and just were like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, bye now," and they were just hanging up because yeah. you know the way like. When you're answering phones for a living, I'm sure they get stupid questions all the time. Yeah, like, uh, can I fly without my passport? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, we, we what's called, we went in there, uh, we had a point in the airport, as you do, um, and then we're down with the departure gates. One of the lads who were flying over, his flight was actually delayed, so we're basically all flying over at the same time, which yeah. worked out well for us, didn't it? Yeah, we we were, myself, Ross, uh, one of our mates called Ron O'Leary, the other one, Mark Hanrahan, we're meant to fly together. One of the guys, Dave McGinn, who... Booked in late. Uh, like, he booked in for an earlier flight. Yeah, he booked in. He, like he got a last minute ticket, so he booked in for an earlier flight, and he ended up getting a flight after us because his flight was delayed. So that was pretty funny. And then one of the other guys called Jamie Carton, who lives in London, he came train up up to visit us. Well, yeah. uh, funny enough, Alan Quinlan was on our plane, which yeah. is uh, which is actually quite funny because when we actually were, it was one of those moments where the bus drives you to your airplane, which I almost don't understand, but that's what happened. And when we got there, it was this plane with propellers. And Barry, were you confident in the plane? I thought it was going to be all right because I've never really been on a bad flight. But then... Uh, it was quite windy. Yeah, it was supposedly like one of the windiest days Ireland have had in a while. But uh, it, the thing was shaking. Like myself and Ross were literally like sweating everywhere. Like Yeah, we were making so many jokes. Just to try and like make light of the situation, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, actually, yeah, you put a story up on the Instagram beforehand saying hopefully this isn't as bad as Salah's flight. Now I was like, that's probably a bit bit loose to say, <laughs> but like the thing was shaking and everyone on the plane was looking around, being like, "Oh shit, we're going down!" Yeah, swear to God, it was actually terrible. Yeah, we were like, not sweating, swear. Yeah, uh, and then Barry made his pretty joke. It was like, "Oh, if we all die, it would be uh oh Jesus, rest in peace, Alan Quinlan." Yeah, what it what I meant by that was see the way Salah's fight crashed, like no one was like no one mentioned the plane uh, the pilots or anything. Yeah. So I got to Ross, if this goes down they'll be like Alan Quinlan passed away. They won't be like 
Ross and Barry passed away. They don't, yeah, yeah. They don't give. They won't give a shit about anyone, anyone else. But like the plane eventually landed. Uh, loads of people were like that was a real short flight. I was like, I don't know about you, but like the amount of anxiety I had in that flight. Yeah. And normally I'm alright flying. Like it doesn't really bother me. Yeah. Uh, every time I do fly, uh, like it does go through my head, being like, how does this work? You know what I mean? But yeah. Uh, yeah. Other than that, like we arrived safe. We did, and then we got the the tram. We got the tram here. By the way, in Edinburgh, it's so handy. Like you get off, you get off the, the plane, and then there's a tram there. It brings you right into exactly where you're going. I could, like I couldn't believe how handy it is. That's the problem that Dublin needs to sort out because you can only get taxis or buses from there. But like, imagine you got a tram the or Lewis. a Lewis. Yeah, imagine you got a Lewis straight into town and you'd be sorted. Which uh, is the Irish tram. Yeah. Although you'd be taking so much money out of the taxi revenue, like it just won't happen. Yeah. So. um we got the tram into the city centre. Yeah. Me and Rowan went to the bank because uh, there's this issue where, like, if you have Northern Ireland pounds, they don't work in Scotland, and then they do take the English pounds. And I was like, oh, here, look, I'm just going to go to the bank and get Scottish pounds. Rowan went to the bank and also got Scottish pounds as well. Uh, you three boys went to get Jamie from the train station. Yeah. And then we sort of separated for about an hour. And me and Rowan were like, here, Rowan was like, do you know where we're staying? And I was like, well, I know from the WhatsApp where we're staying. Obviously, we created our own WhatsApp for the trip. And I was like, yeah. Right, we walked up to her saying, and we're having to point across the road, and then Mark, who arranged where we were saying, we're like, lads, you're a mile away, you're a mile away. Yeah. And it wasn't a practical joke, but we we're actually 25 metres from the pub. Well, like, we couldn't, we we're in the closest pub to the to our place, weren't we? Yeah. We actually ended up in, myself and the three other lads, we ended up in the apartment first. And when we walked in, I was like, fucking hell, this is class. We put a story up on our Instagram, if anyone saw it, like, you can see it was pretty good. And then, like, Ro, I had to go get the, the door for Ro and Ross. And then when they were coming in, I was like, lads, the apartment is shy. And they were like, fuck's sake. And when they went up, they were like, what? You were blown away, weren't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, it was actually, it was, it was really funny because yeah. uh, Barry, Barry was on the way out, uh, I think I think he was going to the shop or whatever yeah. uh, to buy the lads all cans because he's a legend and we were walking in I think and I was getting crisps and then Baz <laughs> was like the apartment's shite and then one of the lads was like man the apartment is class and I was like oh he doesn't think it's brilliant when it's shit does he yeah. <laughs> that was my thought yeah, yeah. and I walked in and I saw the two bedrooms I was like alright this is grand it's when you walk into like the main living area you're like oh wow yeah, well. it's like an absolute like modern kitchen to the, to the max yeah. noise island three lovely couches and then like when I'm going to call a poker table in the corner, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, and then like a huge TV that was connected to the internet. You couldn't get normal TV on him, but it was, uh, yeah. it was, yeah, it was quality. Like if you were that in the heart of Temple Bar, you'd be fucking blown away. Uh, yeah, and then, so like, we just stayed in and got pizzas and then yeah, we went got, out later. Yeah, we got pizzas and beers and then we went out to a place called The Three Sisters and, uh, I don't know, it's quite big and it's a good crack, so if you're ever around there, check it out. But yeah. uh, beforehand, when myself and Ross were ordering the pizzas, like we went outside and we were looking at the streets and I was like, man, this looks a lot like something out of Harry Potter. And then the funny enough, later on when we were flying back to Dublin, uh, it said that uh, J.K. Rowling was in, what, started, in a cafe in Edinburgh. She was in a cafe in Edinburgh riding Harry Potter. So that was funny the way. Yeah, it makes sense when like you see Hogwarts, you're like, ah, yeah, yeah. That was, well, that was just a, a random fact. But then uh, on a Saturday night, uh, sorry, on the Friday night, we all managed to get home at some certain time anyway. And then uh, Saturday morning, we all woke up and a uh, few, few hungover heads, as you do. We yeah. don't go massively into detail about how hungover we were. But uh, we went to the game. And um, man, it was some crack on the way to that game, wasn't it? Yeah, oh man, it was, it was brilliant. Uh, we're having such a laugh with like all the Scottish fans. I must say, the Scottish and Irish fans must get on better than every other group of fans. Yeah. There's no way, like, they're definitely the two most comparable fan bases, aren't they? Yeah. 
They're, they were very friendly. That was the, 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 I was amazed by the whole entire trip. Just uh, they didn't even give a rat's tail off when they were like the, the guys around us anyway. Yeah, it was. They were like they're they going to me. They're like, well done, man. Well done, or congratulations. And I was like, I, did, I didn't even do anything. Like, yeah. <laughs> by the way, if you ever go to Murrayfield, uh, the stadium is um, like it's it's really really cool. Uh, we, we were fortunate to have a bit of sun, a bit of rain. But uh, if you're going to buy any drinks, they don't take cards. So remember that if you go in two years' time. But uh, even the build-up when you were going to the game, the way they were playing the um, bagpipes and stuff, it set such a mood. It was brilliant. Uh, even the beforehand singing Ireland's Call and then this. And the, the tram will drop it straight there as well. The tram drops it straight there as well. So it's sort of like the Aviva here in Ireland. But uh, Ireland's Call was like... You, there were so many Irish there. It was amazing, yeah. wasn't it? There was loads of green. Although uh, Dave McGinn was singing that out of tune and that actually wrecked my head. I didn't yeah. actually get a chance to say it to him, but I was like, oh my God, man. He was singing like... Two seconds ahead of the song, I think he was trying to show off that he knew the words, and I was like, "Yeah, but you're ruining it." Yeah, yeah. man, you're ruining it, man. But uh, (laughs) even then, then the way Scotland fought back, singing, it was their oh, now we're Scotland. Yeah, that's the best national anthem in the world. There's way better than ours. I don't know It was just cool It was just really really cool And then even before If you go to one of the room matches They let off all the pyrotechnics And everything It was just uh, It was a great beginning To a game anyway Yeah it was It was absolutely electric From the offset uh, It's quite strange Because When we were watching the game I was very entertained by it. I thought it was like A brilliant game of rugby Now I don't mean a brilliant game of rugby As in like It was the highest skill level I've ever seen But I was yeah. like This was very very entertaining and then I came back and I saw like some of the reports have been like that was one of the worst games of rugby I've ever seen. You know what so, I mean? That what was said, yeah. Yeah, and I was like, Jesus Christ! But I think they mean like there was a lot of handling errors. There was a lot of like, you know, what I mean, at both stages the other team basically threw the ball to the other, the, the opposition team for a try. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, it was more of a doggy dog game, and you get a stu- you get stuck in, and you, you, yeah. there was not much back team play. It was more like the like the, it was a lot of uh, rucking over. Probably. Yeah, yeah, there was a, there was a lot of phases and. The two best players on the pitch got like didn't make a half an hour. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. the best player on either side. Yeah, Hogg I mean? got taken off for Scotland, and Sexton got taken off for Ireland. So yeah. like, they lost two of the best players straight away. Yeah, I think one of the biggest moments of the game. Obviously, if you're listening to last week's show, we said that uh, Ireland and the last twenty games, if they go in behind, they tend to lose. Well, they do lose, and then it was ten twelve, just in the, like the thirty eight minute, and Scotland, Scotland were on Ireland's line. Yeah, Scotland were literally on Ireland's line, and then like I, I just said to Ross, I was like, remember what we said last week, and he was like, oh yeah, shit, and then they eventually held out, and that went to half time, and that was like absolutely brilliant, man, uh, because like obviously we're there, we want to win. Yeah, you know? yeah, no, well, in fairness, was the highest level skill rugby? No, but was it very entertaining? Yeah, and um, Murrayfield's an absolutely brilliant place to be. Yeah, and you know what? Very reasonable in terms of price. Like, not at one stage did I ever go, jeez, man, we're being ripped off. Well, the bottles were like £5.50, uh, but they were 500 millilitres. And mm. like the, the holding bottles is easier than getting pints as well. Yeah, I mean, would you rather have a 6.50 pint or a €6 euro pint and you're going to spill a quarter of it? Yeah. Or have a 5.50 bottle that, like, if you spill it, well, like, you were an idiot. You know what I mean? Yeah. You see, I, I wanted to have a point to Guinness, but they, they, didn't serve, they didn't have it where we were standing anyway. Yeah, that was weird, because I saw some people point to Guinness, but I think you had to walk really far away to get a point to Guinness. Yeah. And I, I was going to, like, walk 600 metres to get a point to Guinness to come back. Yeah, it's really easily accessible as well. It, 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 when you go to the Aviva, you almost have to go up all these elevators and everywhere, and then when you're leaving, you have to go up down loads. It, whereas Scotland, you're, in Murrayfield, you're literally in and out. You, you know what it really is, what the deal, deal was? 
they made like their priorities right in the stadium. They have like the seats and the toilets. And then the food vendors are like on the far side. They're not actually attached to the stadium. Yeah, yeah. And it's actually much better. As opposed to in the Aviva, they're like the vendors are basically like in the stadium, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Almost like Old Trafford. Yeah. yeah. It's not actually as good. No, I was, I was, it was just so funny when we had to go to the bathroom. Like, you could literally go in and out. Yeah. Very sharpish. Apart from at the end of the game when the thing was absolutely packed. But uh, Ireland went in 12-10 in the first half. Uh, how were you actually feeling about that first half? Because, like, obviously, we discussed, we're discussing rugby here. Uh, look, I, I, I was feeling very confident until uh, Scotland scored their try. Um, okay, what's going on, guys? Today. Yeah, go yeah, on. Uh, <laughs> uh, but then when it came to a... <laughs> Uh, obviously half time we went in the lead and I was like right it's actually okay we we can we, we can win this game yeah but like I was getting a bit nervy at half time I wasn't very confident going in the second half but then once they came out in the second half I was like right no they have it like you know what I mean Joey Carberry's got his feet under him yeah. and uh, when he made that break I was like right that's it yeah also Stockdale's try as well yeah uh, I know that was he, the first half but uh, he celebrated like so much when he scored that try if that makes sense you know what I mean uh, as in like he was like, like a kid. You know what I mean? He is. He's a big kid. I think he's only 21, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Yeah. yeah. He's an absolute legend, though. Yeah. Ireland obviously went on to win 22 13. I think before the game, you put me on the spot and you asked, What's your prediction? I think yeah. I said Ireland by eight, but it was nine. Yeah. What did you say? Uh, Scotland by four. No, I said Ireland by five, I think. I think I was a bit more conservative this week. Um, but look, it was a great win. Uh, who were your standout performers? Yeah. Um, I thought. Okay, obviously it was good to see Kearney was back. I'm not going to name everyone now because what yeah, you tend to do, you tend to name the 15 and then it's like, Baz, what do you think? And I'm like, well, he named everyone. But uh, I, th- I think Kearney was great to have him back, like having that uh, experience. And then also I thought Peter Manny was very good as well. The, can I just mention one thing? See the way Rory Best were like, oh, maybe Cronin should get in there, right? If you took Rory Best out and put Cronin in there, you're going to take away a load of experience. It's the same sort of way it was when Kearney comes out. You know what I mean? So you might have that problem as mm. well. So maybe... That's why sometimes we're like, why is Rory best start all the time? Maybe he probably should because experience does count for a lot. So yeah, it was good to have Kearney back and uh, Peter Manny like uh, our mate. But uh, yeah, it was good. Yeah, so I'll give a shout out to them two guys. Yeah, no, those two were absolutely incredible. Rob Kearney's position is just so like, so brilliant, isn't it? Yeah, he reads the game very well. Uh, for me, yeah, I think Peter Manny as well. But I'm gonna say Sean O'Brien. I thought was actually excellent. Um, I wasn't too sure about Sean O'Brien because I, I I was like. And he's getting past it, you know what I mean? Because he's taking a lot of knocks in his career. He has. And he's, he's moved to London Irish. Uh, that came out this week as well. Yeah. So, uh, look, he was absolutely phenomenal in this game. Uh, some great physical ball carrying. Um, and, like, made all his tackles. Like, I was blown away by him come, basically coming back from injury and being so effective. Almost like Keane Healy in a way, isn't it? Yeah, it was, yeah. It's like a, a second coming of their career. Yeah. It's like running the run the marathons to get in the second wind. They are, that's yeah. Who would have um, thought that? You would have thought that by the end of your career, sort of. Also, a big shout out again to Keith Earls. Like I feel like he's like the unsung hero of the Irish yeah. rugby team. That tackle he made before uh, to Finn Russell when they made the break, yeah, and then he popped it up, yeah. But that, like Barham popping up, I was like, he's done it again. Yeah, that tackle was unbelievable. That he just doesn't quit. No. No, he, he's going to attack, he's going to like chase you for the full 100 metres of the pitch. Yeah. All good. Good. It was good to see Kirby could overcome the fact he like got into the Scotland, intercepted his ball and scored a try. It was, it was yeah, good to see. Yeah, he didn't let the head drop. Yeah. He looked, very, he looked impressive as well, as well. Yeah. Yeah. 
that was good to see as well. But uh, that's who we thought impressed anyway. But uh, did, did you see yeah, Joe Schmidt making any changes for the Italian game now? Um, do I see him? Yeah. Maybe he'll give Carberry another go. Um, like, obviously, Ireland are playing uh, Italy away next game. So uh, he might want to use him for that game. Because Wales made, uh, I think, around nine, eight or nine changes to, yeah. to decide to play against Italy. And they beat them. Look, it was handily enough. Like Italy were never going to beat them, but uh, I think maybe get like we may as well start letting other players play. Like even Alton Dillon came on. Uh, Quinn Rue had a good game as well. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think it's going to be very interesting to see who plays the Italian game. Will Henshaw get another go at fullback? Because um, yeah. we've used over thirty players in the Six Nations yeah, so far. Two starting fifteens. Um, like who's going to be the centers? Will Car we play? Um, you know what I mean? Like, Earls and Stockdale. Who knows? Maybe Larimer might get a run out on the wing. Um, Kilcoyne might get a start. It'd be interesting to see who plays against Italy. Yeah, because at the moment, England are running away with it. And let's yeah. call a spade a spade here. Like, they're going to they're, they're gonna win it because they've already have two bonus points as well. Uh, Johnny May is an absolute try-scoring machine who's already, I think, on four, if not five tries already. Did he score one, one or two against us? One, one against us. Only one. So he's on four. And the record is, I think, seven. That's Jacob Stockdale got last year. So he's already gotten... He's already gotten four. He's on track to beat it. Yeah, he's on track to beat it, yeah. And they haven't even played Italy yet. Yeah, they haven't even played Italy yet. But uh, at the moment, England are, are at 10 points. Uh, Wales come second on eight. Scotland have five points, even though we beat them. We're actually one place behind them in fourth with four points. And France are coming dead last with one point. Very France. You know what's actually quite funny? Now that the bonus point system is actually in play, I was like, dead last is Italy. What am I yeah. talking about? Yeah, but zero points. Uh, I was like, I was like, that's only five. <laughs> Wales could like win the Grand Slam with no bonus points. England could win the Six Nations while Wales win the Grand Slam. Isn't that mad? Yeah. What do you make of the bonus points sort of thing? I like it. It encourages more attacking rugby. Yeah. Well, you know, you're not disappointed the way Ireland didn't try and get another try. Oh, I definitely am. Uh, I would have much rather see them go out there and, you know. Try and run in as many tries as they can, but at the end of the day, it wasn't a day for running in lots of tries. Yeah, do you think Ireland have sort of been slightly found out now because we looked unbeatable last year, and the way England and Scotland both played against us, they both played. They don't let our backs get any time on the ball. They always play like a flat line. Uh, yeah, I actually think Scotland came out quite aggressive the way the English did. Yeah, but they just didn't keep that tempo for the entire game. Also, I think. The English players are better at doing it than the Scottish players are. Um, Scotland have some great like attacking players in the backs, like King, Horn, Hogg, Finn Russell. But I feel like defensively their backs aren't as good as England's backs. Yeah. Like I look at like Noel, Elliot Daly, um, Johnny May, uh, Tuolagi, and like they're all very good in defence as well as attack. But like someone like Stuart Hogg is real like attacking fullback. Uh, yeah. Him and Co- uh, Rob Carney are almost like polar opposites because like Rob Carney's like the ultimate defensive fullback. So, as much as Scotland were brilliant, you know, I mean, they have a few defensive frailties as well, which I don't think England have as much. But yeah, they tried to play Ireland the way England did. And it, like, did. It, it did work at some points for them. Yeah, it was just that half that that half time them not getting that try that blew the wind out of sails. You yeah, know? but uh, it's gonna be really interesting to see how what Ireland do for the rest of the, the tournament because uh, obviously it's England's to lose and it's gonna be very hard for them to do that. 
because uh, even if they lose against Wales, they only have to play um, mm. Scotland and Italy. Also, it's the first time in a very long time I've seen one of Conor Murray's box kicks blocked down. Yeah. That's why you took extra long in the second one after. Yeah. But, um... Are you what way are you looking at the Six Nations now? Because obviously we went in. You were you were you were like we're winning the Grand Slam. You know yeah, I was like back to back Grand Slams for yeah. Ireland. Uh, now I almost think we should look at it experimentally. Try some new things out. Yeah, you know what I mean. Find out what's our best system. You know what I mean. Why yeah. not? Like you know what I mean. Give some players run out. See what the best combinations are in certain positions. Yeah, because see, if you're looking at the tactics, the tactics almost like I think almost every team now understands what way we play so yeah. they're already coming at us yeah you know I mean? Ireland playing a lot of phases you know what I mean yeah like there's an awful lot of rooks uh, things that Ireland do very well the line out Ireland's line out was brilliant uh, we were stealing ball off Scotland uh, Martin was brilliant in the line out there against, against was, Scotland yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know I mean like our backs they can be electric uh, obviously our centres are very good but it's one of those things where we're very fond of getting like these lucky well they're probably not lucky breaks there's more sort of like we use tactics to get lucky breaks but like a lot of things tend to like break for Jacob Stockdale all the time now I don't know whether like he makes that happen or he forces those errors but like I feel like a lot of errors fall into his hands yeah he's um he's definitely one to watch out for yeah like over the next coming years if he stays fit and stuff as well but um yeah, the well, just what's who else won over the weekend? Uh, Ireland obviously beat Scotland, uh, Wales beat Italy 26 15, and then England just ran right against France, winning 44 8. Uh, the next fixtures aren't on until Saturday week. Uh, France take on Scotland at a quarter past two. Who are you thinking there? France, I'm gonna say, no, Scotland, I'm Scotland. Scotland. I'll go Scotland as well, yeah, yeah. Uh, then uh, 4 45, Wales take on England. That'll be, that'll be a good game to watch anyway, uh, and, and then Ireland play. Oh sorry yeah, Who do you think it's England man Are just looking solid Yeah England are brilliant I'm just going to say England Like I want to say Wales But I'm going to say England Yeah And then uh, Sunday uh, 3 o'clock Italy take on Ireland And then obviously We think Ireland's going to win that Because yeah. uh, they definitely should But uh, it's actually I know the trip was great And all right Before we finish The rest of the trip off But Looking at the way That we were like Oh Ireland are going to win The Grand Slam And I was sort of like I don't want to say They're going to win it Because like You know Look what's just after happening Yeah you know? But it's sort of a bit disheartening because I was almost like, do you know what? They're probably going. They have a really great win chance to win the World Cup, and the way Scotland and England have both played against us, I know we beat Scotland though, but they both sort of played the same way, and it seems like that they've almost shown the blueprint how to really put us put disrupt a, the Irish system. Yeah, I don't, I, I want to see now if Joe Schmidt can come out with a plan B. I think that's the biggest thing now that we need to focus yeah. on in the next few games. Get a plan B going because uh, the plan A. If that's not working, we need a plan B, you know. Well, I almost think Joey Carberry looks like he is a plan B because he seems to like he seems to get the backs moving a bit more. He seems to look for a few more line breaks himself. Yeah, he's a bit more nimble with the footwork than I think Sexton is. But like Sexton's very much so targeted. Like he didn't get going against England. He didn't overly get going against Scotland. And like Scotland, like they really roughed him up. Yeah. Is it? Well, is it? You know what I mean? But then you're taking off Sexton and you're, you're putting on Kirby and you don't have Sexton anymore, you know? The Tom Brady of Ireland. Yeah. Who knows, man? It's going to be interesting to see. I know. Uh, no, it, it was, I'm sort of only interested now in the Ireland-Wales game because I want to see how Wales line up against us. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, because Italy are just going to be there for the first. Do you know your man? Uh, who's the captain for them? Parisi. Yeah, he's played like 140 caps for Italy and lost over 100 of them. 
or I didn't know he lost how many of them. <laughs> yeah. But, well, uh, like, he obviously he, lost out nearly all. I, I think he's close to being the most capped international of all time yeah. for anyone. Yeah, he, he beat Brian O'Driscoll's record in the Six Nations. Yeah. Yeah, but... Uh, what a guy. Yeah. It's just going to be really interesting to see what Ireland do over the next while because uh, now our plan A is almost sort of... People know how to combat the plan yeah. A. We definitely need a plan B and it'd be... And, You'd almost hope that Sexton would be part of it and not just have to rely on Carberry. But uh, Carby, Carby's almost quicking things up because he likes to run. And you're always worried about Sexton going into a bit of a crash ball because the way he set up Stockdale and Stockdale went through, he took a massive hit himself. Yeah. And you, you don't want to see him not on the pitch either, you know? He almost has the dummy so well that like he gets smashed. Yeah. Who would you put back into that side? Because obviously Farrell got a great ride up in the back. Very physical as well, him Bundiaki. Oh, I quite like them too in the centre. It adds a lot of physicality, especially if you start Joey. Because like he's a bit more slight, so therefore you have those two big fellas to like hit the ball up if you need to. Yeah, I'm looking forward to going more into depth about this, which uh, leading up into the World Cup as well. Because we're gonna have to almost be like right some light players and then some heavier players and try to get a perfect mesh. Yeah. Also, how much do you love away days? Oh, it was brilliant. It was brilliant. But, yeah. Uh, I, I really wanna. I'd love to go to Wales. I think that's where I'd like to go next. Yeah. Uh, I'm not overly keen on going to Paris just because I've been to Paris. I've also been to London, so like. I've never been to Wales, so like I really want to yeah. go to Wales. Yeah, the, after doing that, I was like, I'd love to see the Principality Stadium. Yeah. But uh, just after the game, we went out for a bit of food, had a bit more crack, and then uh, we made our flight home the next day, which was great. But in the airport, we managed to come across the whole entire Irish squad, and uh, we got a few photos. Uh, Ross has a funny story to tell about Roe, and uh, he took a picture for one of our mates, Roe, with Johnny Sexton, of all people. And Ross, the notorious cameraman for Energised, absolutely made a bollocks of it. I got a photo. And, like, <laughs> whatever way the photo went, I like touched the screen before the photo because I was like, oh, this is like too bright. And then I touched it. And then the photo went brighter and then I hit the photo. And I was like, oh, no. You know what I made the mistake of doing? Take, take, take the photo off like Rose's phone, which wasn't an iPhone. I should have right. taken my own phone. Oh, is he not an iPhone? No. No. He's got something else. And I was like, don't know how to work that camera. You know I mean? Yeah, some of them you have to yeah. hold your finger there. Yeah, yeah I, I was like, know. I was like, I don't know how to work. I should just take him out. Because I took the second photo of him with Bundy on my own phone. Yeah. We also met Bundy Aki and got a photo with him. I was like, oh, bro, I have to get you a photo with someone else because that one's ruined. Yeah. And Johnny Sexton doesn't even like taking photos. So like, no, really I was doesn't. like, no. And then uh, also, me and Baz got a photo with Peter Matney who loves smiling. Yeah. Why did you see the photo of us? He's like the happiest man. At, in Ireland, man of the match and everything. Yeah, he was the man of the match. And all. He had a huge like cut in his forehead as well. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I was looking back at all the photos that he was previously in, and like he doesn't smile. Yeah. I don't know if that's his like. Uh, if that's his thing. Blue steel thing. Yeah. yeah. But uh, oh, it was great crack. Also, we flew home back on that crap airplane uh, that we flew over on. But the funny thing was, our plane was beside the Irish rugby team's plane, and like that thing was an absolute massive jet that like clearly was transatlantic to America. I was like. Freaked, yeah, yeah. Our, our one was not new, but um, Alan Quinn was also not on the flight home. No, he didn't make that flight. He was out, he was out. I'd say he went, I'd say he was like, I'm going on that one with the, with the lads. Yeah, he probably did, yeah, yeah, probably did. But uh, over on my assessment of Edinburgh, it was like a lovely city. I'd definitely check it out again, yeah. But like, it'd have to be the rugby match again in two years, yeah. You know I mean, just because I've been there, I want to go to Wales next. But uh, even the people there were lovely. I meant to meet our mate Jay over there. He like, we we sent him a location, he was meant to come and he was like close, but then like, no cigar. Well, just obviously we have He's doing our, his own thing. Isn't yeah, he? we have. Yeah, we have. We're doing our own thing as yeah. well. You know what I mean? Uh, but um, overall, Edinburgh was great. Uh, I'll give some of the lads a rating if they're listening now because I know some of them will be listening. I'll give Dave McGinn. Uh, I'll give. I'll give Dave McGinn a ten out of ten because he made a home. 
London? No, he's only staying in London for a day. I'll give I'll give Mark Hanrahan uh, 10 out of 10 as well for uh, picking the apartment, looking after the tickets. Uh, we had a great time. He was uh, he looked after us quite well. I'll give Ronald Leary a 2 out of 10. He was terrible crack, no fun at all. Really, really disappointed in him over that weekend. He's he's a bar from the next trip. Did, didn't even drink. Didn't even drink, yeah. And then uh, I'll give Jamie Carton a 8 out of 10 because he didn't spend the whole time with us. He was off meeting other mates. He was off meeting other mates. He was too popular, that fella. He was off meeting mates and going on dates. And yeah. then, uh, obviously, Ross, he gets a, he gets a seven and a half. Because uh, I'm really annoying. Yeah, because he was just really annoying, man. And snores, going to sleep. But uh, Edinburgh, Craig Kirk, what do you think, Ross? Yeah, uh, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I'm not going to rate the lads as well because like, that would be unfunny after you've already done it. Yeah. But uh, seven, I had a great seven, time. Yeah, for ruining the Johnny Sexton picture, you have to get. You can't get an eight. Like, you know, no, no, no. <laughs> you, can't, you can't be like eight out of ten you got that picture. Uh, look, I actually just had a really good time. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'd love to go back. And... Uh, Guys, yeah, it's I hope of, you enjoyed the podcast, on it. Yeah, it's sort of disappointing the way it's not again next week because I was like, yeah. that apartment was, oh, it was great. If you if you ever want to find out anything more about it, just get on to us, you know. Yeah, you know, it's almost annoying how like you can't actually convey how good the trip was into a podcast. As in, like, yeah. it was better than any podcast you can ever do. Yeah. You, you see, we mean? only usually go on a last group trip once a year, and yeah. uh, like this time it was like everyone really had a good time yeah. as well. And, yeah, not there was like no badness in the entire trip. No, there wasn't. There was no. Oh, except uh, I think one last got like a pack of crisps and they were rotten, but that was about it. Yeah, and then even the food we had left over, we gave to homeless people as well outside. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It was just a beautiful city, and it was I, it, it exceeded my expectations. And then obviously you put it down to a win at the end, and it was a win. But uh, we're obviously going to be doing another Energize Rugby show. And uh, thanks for tuning so in. So guys, thanks a million for listening to the Energize Six Nations Special Part Three. Yeah. And as always, stay energized.